0: It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Hello, this is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Your host, Karen Frazier, and me, Chucky G. I'm on my phone tonight. Hi, Karen. I
1: know. Me, be sure you keep that phone right close to your face there, Chucky G.
0: All righty. It's as close as it can get, unless it was in my mouth. Right.
1: Yeah, don't do that. No, that's All not right.
2: good. I'm not fine. Right. Well, right. we
1: are good. We are giving it a go tonight. We, we guarantee nothing. Um, Chuck is having audio issues, which is why he's on his phone, and our guest mm-hmm. canceled. So. Yeah. You know, we may make it two hours. We may be done five minutes from now. Let's see how it goes.
0: Hey, we are troopers, man. We are not giving up. We are not letting us bring us down.
1: We are here for you, listeners. And the reason we're so we're so insistent about being here for you this week is we're off next week. Yes. we are yes. Off next
0: week. Yes. Yes. So our, our our guest that was supposed to be here was GL Davies, right? Is that his name?
1: Yeah. Um, we, yeah.
0: He, he's having his own issues. I know. A-
1: <laughs> yeah. They were having I some kind of like big storms and rolling blackouts and things or something. Oh my God. I think he doesn't well, he live in doesn't he live in Wales, Cheryl? Yes.
3: Yes, oh. yes. Well, I you
0: know, there's almost a full correct. moon
1: too, so you know, just remember that. So. Oh, is it a full moon? So should I be doing my be. wild women full moon interpretive dance? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Only if I can see it, but I can't see it right now because I have no video.
1: Do you really want to see interpretive dance? Because I don't know about you, but watching interpretive dance makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs>
2: Does
1: it? Oh, oh it's probably. interpretive dance is awkward.
3: Don't you think oh, so, Cheryl? I do. I do. It's, it's, it's in, in a way it's, it's interesting. It's In a way I, it, I, I, yeah. It's I highly
1: know. personal. I feel like I'm watching people have sex or something when they're, when someone's doing a oh. dance. It's just, oh. Yeah, it's it's. I've always it's always made gave given me this deep uncomfortable feeling inside.
0: (laughs) I probably just giggle a lot. It's
1: like, what are (laughs) they doing? What are they doing? Well, you know, I do this. I I've been doing this Mia class for a couple weeks now, which is um, a dance fitness type of thing. And part of it is free dance, and I always think, oh crap, it's like interpretive dance, but it's fun. You know, as long as (laughs) nobody else watches you, because they're all doing their own thing.
0: You're
1: like, what the hell is going on? So, I know.
0: Um, a- anything new in your life there, Ms. Uh,
1: Frazier? I don't think, think so. Is there so. Is there something s- supposed to be new in my life?
0: No. it's conversation. Uh-huh. Oh! Yeah. We need to yeah. throw
1: to- oh, to- oh, the is- out of you. Come this on. This is going to be an awkward show tonight if it- if Uh-oh. this is going. Um, well, uh, Yes. No, I am looking forward to uh, Bob Fountain coming on the show to read his I'm sorry poem to Cheryl. Oh,
0: that's going to be interesting. Because
1: there was a little wager, and uh, I believe that even though Bob claims on a technicality Mm -hmm. that Cheryl didn't meet the conditions of the wager, Mm -hmm. I disagree, and Cheryl disagrees, and Bob, do you really
3: want to be that guy?
0: (laughs) No, no. Trust me, Bob.
3: Bob.
1: You don't be that
3: guy. Don't, don't want to be that, that guy. guy. Get on Skype, Bob. We don't be this, that we guy, Bob. That's
1: right. Not only that, but we don't have a guest, and so we've um, got to stretch. So if you're listening, we invite you to call in tonight. Um, I don't know the number. I'd give it out to you. Cheryl has it somewhere. And so at some point, we can throw out the number, and you can call in because, really, we've got nothing better to do. We're hanging out.
0: Cool. I kind of like hanging out. It's all right. Cheryl, you got you got a number for to
1: give out?
3: or? I, I do. All right. I do have a number.
1: Alrighty. She has to look, look you, it up, though, because we I never ha- remember. I,
3: I actually have okay. it in front of me. I'm trying to think okay. if I if I should try and entice people into the chat room to give out the number. If I should just give it out now. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Ah, both. Yeah. All right. 714-646-4197. Yeah. That's right. Please
1: call in. Otherwise, you're just going to have to listen to Chuck, Cheryl, and me, and we're we're going to free ball.
0: Yeah, we could sing show tunes all night. We could
1: do that, right? Oh, well, that could be. I know Cheryl's pulled up some of her favorite audio from from the past that some of it we can play, although some of it, for listeners who haven't listened for years, some of it will require explanations. Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, is that some old stuff then, in other
1: words? Well, yeah, because a lot of it is me making fun of Rick Hale consuming his twin in the womb. Whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. whoa. Yeah. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, think... yeah. Chuck, you also have Yo. news tonight, right? Yes, I do. All right. We've got some yes, some cool I news do. to talk about.
0: Yeah, I got some cool, interesting, and slightly gory, creepy news. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, let's do the news first, then. What do you say?
0: Oh, well, Sure. Okay. That's fine. Whenever you're ready, let me know. Just when you thought the world couldn't get any weirder, it's time for news of the strange me Alrighty, so, here's the deal, okay, this is the news for this week, okay, I'm going to start off with Indian man believed first to be killed by meteorites. That is correct. This comes from the RT.com site. Uh, It says an Indian may be the first known human being to have been killed by a meteorite hit. Authorities say that a small celestial body struck a southern college campus, killing a bus driver and injuring three others in an incident initially reported as a bomb. The mysterious explosion that took place on Saturday in Delor, a city in the the south. Indian state of Tamil has been confirmed as a meteorite impact by the chief minister. A mishap occurred yesterday when a meteorite fell in the campus of a private engineering college in Valor district village. Chief minister said a bus driver who was walking in the area was struck by the meteorite and killed. The victim's name was only, was only given out as Kamaraja was reportedly thrown 10 feet into the air by the impact and declared dead. Once he was transferred to the hospital, the impact was also the impact also injured three people in nearby buses and buildings. Witnesses said that they saw a small, mysterious object falling from the sky, while the government initially suspected that the driver had been killed in a bomb blast. Oh, well, I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. Oh, there. So basically, I get... Oh, I see. That was all it really was to it. Um, so basically, I guess I, I I would have thought by now, t- technically, that...
1: That I mean, somebody else would have.
0: Yes, thank you. Would have been... Yeah. Like, yeah. It,
1: or like, weren't the dinosaurs wiped out by a meteor or something?
0: Yes, I, I, that's why I was like, "Are you sure, really?" It's the first person killed by a meteorite. So yeah, basically, they thought it was like a bomb. bomb well, okay, dinosaurs
1: sure. aren't people, I suppose, but yeah, <laughs> it, you're right. It does seem like it. It does seem like that should have happened before. Now, I. That, it's sad for the man and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it does seem like it could have happened. Of well, course. I mean,
0: come on, the thing coming down, hitting them like that and sending them 10 feet into the air, I mean, seriously, I mean, I don't know, but I do have a story later on that might prove that logic doesn't always dictate just because something happens like that, that the person cannot survive, because people, you know, they survive all the time. People
1: survive lightning strikes, yeah. people survive getting shot, people survive yep. getting blown up, people I mean, not like if they're entirely blown to bits, but, you know, blown up a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, right,
0: <laughs> just a little bit of blown up, yes, um, yes, that's true. Uh, All right, so the next one I have, all right, now this one's kind of creepy, all right? This is the kind of, (laughs) so I read it, and I'm like, should I talk about it? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So, all right, it's called The Head in the Woods, okay? A woman found in rural Pennsylvania murdered, missing, or something else entirely. This comes from Economy, Pennsylvania. Okay, so on December twelfth, two 2014, a boy named Charles, (laughs) look at that, got off the school bus, and began walking down Mason Road, a barely two-lane strip of asphalt that leads to only a few homes. By chance or fate, the boy wandered from the road and into the field of overgrown brush, and as he did, he spotted what he thought was a dead animal. But as he got close, his face became frozen with fear when he noticed it was a woman's human head, a head with a fixed glare thanks to embalming an and the chill of death. Because it was really cold that day. The neck had been roughly sawed. Inside the tissue was severed with surgical precision. The hair was snow white with curls. And in where the eyes should have been sat two red rubber balls in its place. The body, on the other hand, was nowhere to be found. Two days after Charles made his discovery, cadaver dogs and police were pulled from the field. That's when the really the real work began. Embalming... The embalming in the artificial eyes would seem to indicate the woman at least made it to the funeral home following her death. However, there's no way to determine whether a professional or some, you know, amateur sick person performed the macabre test. After consulting with area cemeteries, police have ruled out the possibility that this Jane Doe was taken from a grave. Okay. I would. I mean, I'm. A, I'm a, I've, I've seen quite a lot of stuff, but I'm telling you, man, if I saw a head and it had like two rubber balls the eyeballs were supposed to be, I would probably freak out. Okay, so
1: here's what I think it is. Okay. Um, I'm going to solve this. All right. Or at Here least give them go. give them a lead.
0: Like it is church. a
1: um, an Undertaker serial killer, and this is his yeah. ritual. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Well, you know that's interesting because that could be like a. Like a good horror movie, don't you think?
1: Because yeah, because the red rubber balls. I mean, so the fact that it was embalmed shows that somebody knew what to do, right? Yes, correct. To exactly. mm-hmm. But I, I, I cannot believe that I would take like my aunt May to the funeral home and say, "Please replace her b- eyes with red rubber balls," because <laughs> that is what her family would like to see. Therefore, yes. to me, that strikes. That sounds like ritualistic something, or rather. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that's just, like, a sense of humor, I, you know.
0: I, I don't know. That's I, just, I, I, I felt sorry for the poor kid. You know, he's walking around,
1: like, oh, oh, look, it's a possum. And I was
0: like, bang, and there's his head, and he's got these eyeballs. Of, oh,
1: just, red rubber balls. That,
0: that <laughs> yeah,
1: I out, bet. So. I So, I predict. <laughs> so, when was this?
0: Um, this was, um, let's, see if, let's see if I got a date on it. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, I don't think there was a date on it. Oh, yeah, uh, 2014. So it was a couple of years ago, you know, oh,
1: that it actually I don't know. It what just is- seems like the red rubber ball thing seems like a ritual. Unless somebody was just trying to make it look like a serial killer. That's true. But it was really a crime of passion.
0: Well, you think at first you just walk up and go, all right, come on. That can't be real because it's got, you know, the red rubber balls where the eyes are supposed to be. So it's got to be a fake head, you know, until you get close enough where you're like, okay, that's not a fake head. So well, it's really just- creepy. I know. I feel sorry for the kid because, you know, he probably went through lots of therapy after that one. Um, So in the last one I got, this is what I was talking about before. We were saying, oh, well, a meteorite can hit somebody and and they could probably still live like you're talking about lightning and stuff. So this one's uh, titled Dead Truck Driver Turns Up Alive 30 Hours Later. Okay. All right. So here's how it goes. So the police remained baffled how a truck driver that they thought had been killed in a fiery crash showed up alive more than 30 hours later, 16 kilometers away from the scene of the accident. Investigators presumed that the 51-year-old man had been killed when his truck collided with a four-wheel drive on the highway near Terrington in Victoria's West at about 6 a.m. on Tuesday. A 26-year-old South Australian man driving the four-wheel drive died at the scene. East of Hamilton, and his 17-year-old male passenger was flown to the Royal Melbourne Hospital, where he is fighting for his life. The prime movers burst into flames, and the police believe the driver's body was trapped inside the charred wreckage. But a farmer found him on his property in Penhurst, 16 kilometers southeast of the crash site, just before 4 p.m. on Wednesday. He was taken to the Hamilton Hospital with injuries, including burns to his body. Uh, Detective Acting Senior Sergeant Mark Amos from the Major Collision Investigation Unit said the man from Glen Waverly was in a stable condition but had not recovered enough to be interviewed. We're trying to piece together his movement from the time of the crash to the time when he was located by a farmer. Uh, There are some 30 odd hours where we don't know where he's been, and it's a significant distance to walk, particularly after being involved in such a big crash. Uh, the sergeant said the evidence at the crash site suggested the Melbourne-bound fa- four-wheel driver, which was four-wheel drive, which was towing a trailer, had crossed onto the wrong side of the road and collided in front of the truck. He said it appeared the truck driver, who was driving towards Hamilton, was trying to avoid the four-wheel drive when it left the road. For reasons unknown to us, he's left the scene, and that's where our investigation is primarily sitting at the moment. Um, the farmer who found the man said he was looking for parts in a shed when the truck driver approached him. I didn't see him. I must have woken up. He said, I must have woken him up. Uh, it's just an amazing story. They said, cause it was a, uh, the, you guys said I was a trucker years ago and I saw this sort of thing years ago and that's what I'm doing is this farming. So he's done with the, <laughs> the truck driver stuff because he's seen too many crashes evidently. But I mean, I, I don't know. I suppose he could have got thrown, right? Just hit the ground and just got up dazed and,
1: Got up dazed and wandered right. away. Yeah, right, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. And maybe you know hitched a ride part of the way. And yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it's not even that strange, really. I just think that you know, I, yeah. there's there's lots of logical explanations for it.
0: Right. No. Well, it's kind of funny because they're saying like we don't we don't understand. It's like, haven't you ever seen anybody get catapulted from a, an accident before? I mean, he slipped
1: God, through you know. a wormhole.
0: <laughs> okay. Here we go.
1: Okay, and so. moved in time and space.
3: I think he was abducted by aliens and dropped off there. Oh, Uh-oh. yes. Or he's so like,
1: oh, no, he's no. like, yeah. that, there's that movie now, um, or it's, uh, Netflix has a new, not Netflix, uh, Hulu has the new series about uh, the guy who goes back to try and stop the Kennedy assassination.
3: Oh, was that 11-11 or something like that? Uh,
1: I have to look up called? what it's called. It's 11 Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, and it's like a J.J. J. Abrams and Stephen King.
3: It sounds, uh, it's really Chad, good. I
1: started watching it. It's really okay. good.
3: Chad was telling me about it mm-hmm. and it made mm-hmm. me want to watch it.
1: But he, they go through like this closet wind up in 1960. And no matter how long they're gone, they're back uh, two minutes later. So they can live in 1960 for like five years and come back and it's only two minutes later.
0: Whoa! I haven't
2: seen. But every time they go
1: back through, it resets. Well, so it's it's an eight. It's like a mini series. It's like an eight episode mini series on Hulu, and they just have the first episode out. They're releasing a new one every Tuesday, and um, you know, for me to have a show like that, I usually like to binge watch them. I always think that I'm going to ration it, like when Netflix releases Orange Is the New Black or something like that, a new series, new season of it. I was thinking, okay, well I can do this. I can have discipline and take twelve weeks. No. Like twelve hours later. <laughs> um so with Hulu, I have to because they're only releasing it every Tuesday, but it's an eight but anyway, so that's what that made me think of when I said the guy slipped through a wormhole. <laughs> I wandered far afield. I so sorry. No, it's okay. I
0: like that. And I like Cheryl's uh, where he got beamed aboard a ship like just as a crash hits. They beam them up into the the ship, and then and then they then they, they send him back. They, yeah, they send him back, and but their coordinates
1: were slightly off.
0: Yeah, yeah, like about I don't know how far they said he was away from the crash. Like, just way, way off. And this poor farmer just goes, "Hey, where would this guy come from? In the middle of my field? I know I was planting crops and all, but I didn't think I was planting people." So, yeah. Either
1: that, or he died and um, came back to life. Oh. Uh, and I don't know. No, I can't count. Uh, he is a zombie really for a while. Uh, well, you know dreams.
0: so you got the one guy is in a fire crash, and he just pops up like far, far away, and he's okay. You got the one guy who gets hit by a meteorite and just sends him ten feet and pfft, he's gone, you know what I mean? So I mean, it's just a weird world I'm telling you.
1: Man. Well, we live in a mysterious universe,. That is Do we so- live
0: in a mysterious universe? Tell me how mysterious it is, Karen. How mysterious is it really?
1: Well, what would you like to know? What uh-huh. mysteries of the universe would you like me to clear up <laughs> in my wisdom? <laughs>
0: I don't know, anything in general. Because I, mean,
1: you know, I am a pretty smart cookie.
0: Yeah, I know. You're a very smart cookie. Trust <laughs> me. And, then, and then your husband, he's even a smarter cookie.
1: Um, Yes, but he's not, Ow. he's not, I know. What a jerk. He is not, he is not smart in the same way I am smart. He is like no. um, book smart and yes, engineer yes. smart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes.
0: definitely. Yeah, He's a bookworm all the way. So me, I just kind of like, you know, flow through life. And you know, I know what I know. And then I learn from everybody else, so. But Jim
1: likes everybody to know how, how smart he is. He he makes... And the reason that people think he's smarter than me is because he's super show-offy about his smartness. Oh. I
3: was going to say, is he really smarter than Karen? I don't know about that. <laughs> he has... Um, his IQ
1: is uh, like 158 or something like that.
3: Oh, is that like mental territory? Mine, or? Yeah, oh. and
1: mine is like only like 150. I think he's got like six to eight points on me or something. That's not bad. Yeah.
3: I don't even but but I'm I'm
1: I'm more creative hey, than he is. Hey so. Karen,
3: here's a chance for you to show exactly how much smarter oh, than Jim. Yeah,
1: I see
2: the Look
3: in the chat room, Karen. No, no, I no, see. No, what is
1: the alien mega structure that scientists have detected around a distant star? You know, that's not the kind of smart I am, Chad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it the SS is, is it really is it really a uh mega structure or is it like maybe like just oh a, so I, I don't know. Like
1: the, is there an answer to that? The, the can,
3: can you is there an answer you type to that? Can type it into the chat room what the answer is?
0: Yes, type it in. I
3: want to is know if Is the there answer, an answer? Yes, there's an answer. I'm gonna type it right now in the chat room apparently right, because I
1: don't I don't I don't follow alien stuff very much. You know, that just doesn't yeah. interest if it's me. not your
3: thing, yeah it's not your thing. It's not my
1: thing. But we did um Jim and I watched The Martian the other day.
3: Uh-huh. What'd you think?
1: Um, I loved Uh-oh. it.
3: It was good, oh,
1: yeah. wasn't it? it? I loved it. Yes. I thought, oh god, one guy around running around on Mars planting potatoes in his own feces, and that kind of seemed like a weird premise for a movie, but it was really good. It was. Yeah. Okay. But Chad someone... says, well, at first they thought it was a comet swarm, but now they are not so sure, and they are back to not knowing what it is. I believe Chad that it is matter and antimatter conglomerated. <laughs>
3: You should have kept going with that. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, wait. What is the... the wait,
0: wait. The, the movie The Martian. Is that the one with... Um, Dark Matter. Matt yes, it Matt
3: is Dark Matter. Damon, Man. yes. Martin with
1: Matt Damon, yes. And it was okay. really good.
0: I'm going to have to check it out. Then. It was actually like It sounds like, you know, Tom Hanks on the island with the
1: ball and he's up there. With well, but the ball was a, a character. So, that's you know, true. that gave the the movie a bigger cast. But no, and that's kind of what I thought, too, was one guy mm-hmm. running around on Mars. But really, no, it had a huge cast.
2: Okay. Um,
1: it was a great cast.
3: Yes. And, and it wasn't boring. You may think, oh, no. it sounds boring. It was not boring because. No, for, and, and Matt was Damon of, was
1: really good in it.
3: Yeah. And from mm-hmm. one minute to the next, he could he could blow up and die, you know. <laughs> well he caught it. He did blow he did blow up He actually did blow up once. <laughs> he blow up he once yes. And yeah. he had he
1: had a they the way that they did it um mm-hmm. with explaining what he was doing was clever too because otherwise it would have just looked like a dude walking around seriously pouring feces on potatoes.
0: Yeah, I was just saying, so, so, like his character, the one guy had the ball, he had the poop, you know what I mean? This is my buddy, my poop. <laughs>
1: Well, no, but they had video logs, and so he oh, okay. was video logging as he as he was doing this, so you could understand what was going on. So, so now, but,
0: but was so the Martian was just because he was on Mars. There was no. Yeah, he got left behavior?
1: behind on he got left behind on Mars. Oh,
0: okay. He was
1: on a Mars was- mission, and during a solar or during some kind of a big wind sandstorm, he got left behind.
0: Oh, that sucks! And
1: then had to survive. And use his his brains wow. to uh, and to be all sciency and stuff. As he said oh. in the movie, I think he had to science the shit out of things. <laughs>
0: Well, then I'm going to have to check it out now. Now, now you got my curiosity.
3: And, yeah, it was a good movie. And it had uh, some comic relief in there. So it wasn't one of those only serious, you know, yeah, right. movies that yeah. had comic relief in there.
1: So. And, and you know, I mean, you the, you know, it's one of those movies where you know how it's going to end the whole uh-huh. movie. Because, you know, they're not going to take you through all of this and then, you know, crush him or something. So.
0: <laughs> well, you never know what movies nowadays that's the movies I watch. It's like, D-d-d-d-d-d. and all of a sudden the credits start rolling. I'm like, what, what? Where did the ending? Where's the ending to the movie? What? What the hell? is
1: Oh, that I movie? know. Jim and I oh, just watched God. one like that. I can't even remember what it was now. And we watched it. Oh, I know what it was. It was Whiplash, the movie Whiplash, which no, is about a, a kid who's a drummer, yeah. who goes to this music school, and and this uh, there's this uh, the conductor is like. Basically just pushing them and stuff. And at the end, Jim and I looked and we were like, what were we supposed to take away from that ending?
0: I know. <laughs> was- I don't understand why they do that lately. They do it. So, so many movies are watching. The it's ambiguous,
1: like- the I- ambiguous ending.
0: Yeah. It's like know- the movie's good too sometimes. I and mean, then just, yes, sure.
3: You know, what's yes. great is markets what? that have a sense of humor. Because Chad just sent me a photograph and it's, it's a photograph at a market and they're showing some tubs of potatoes Okay. And in the front, there's a little display hanging off the tubs of potatoes of the the DVD or Blu-ray of the Martian. Oh, perfect! <laughs> yes, I love that. Well, perfect.
1: I would not buy those potatoes though. <laughs> Every time he took a bite of one of those potatoes, I was like, "Oh!" But I eat mushrooms, and you know what those are grown in. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: That's some fungi there, man. That's gross.
1: Yes. Yeah, so well. good movie, highly recommended.
0: Okay. Well, Enjoyed are- it. What did Patty say? Tabby's What's Tabby's star. Was that? I don't understand. I again. think
1: she was talking about what uh, she was answering Chad's question. Oh,
0: okay, gotcha. Because
1: right. Patty is also very smart. Patty is yeah. also a smart cookie.
0: I don't know anything about. I mean, I know a little bit about you know Skinwalker Ranch and aliens and stuff, but not. A, I don't know as much as most people. do, You know, I'm more on the other field, so you know, the ghosty field. So.
3: No,
1: that's why it was interesting talking to Daryl Lee Berry last week. See, I got to say, yeah, name.
3: wow, um, because that one in there.
1: I did. I snuck a derelict Fairy in there. I just Derrily. snuck another one. Um, yeah. But was that he, uh, the last time we talked to him, he wasn't quite so uh, advanced alien societies oriented. And this time he was more. And I found that yeah. interesting I because I don't know very much about it. I mean, you know, the most I know is like when I've written a few articles and done research. And it's always fascinating to do research into alien abductions
3: and stuff. Right. Um, because well, it's I mean, fascinating. He, yeah. So. I have a little segue for you guys, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, Go ahead. Um, Since we're talking about aliens. I don't know. (laughs) Where's this going? Where do you think it is going? It's going to the magazine called oh. Paranormal Underground Magazine. Oh, is there a
1: magazine?
2: There, is such a, there
3: is such a, a, a magazine, such a publication. You may, yes, it's new to beautiful many of you and our listeners. But no, you can check it out at paranormalunderground.net. Um, I want to talk about it because our February issue came out on the 14th, Bob. Oh, by the Aww. way, we'll be speaking to Bob here soon. Um, yeah. And the theme of the issue basically was alien abduction um, and alien research.
4: Mm-hmm. And yep. um,
3: we had a uh, uh, really well. Let's start off with Jane Pooley because we've had her on the show before, haven't we? She's a really I, good head on her shoulders. I couldn't remember if it was Chuck's show or, or our show. I think we've had her on. We had her our on show. our show. Our okay. show. It was um, recent.
1: It was within the last
3: six months. Oh, I know she was on Rick's show. That's right. So she was on our show and Rick's show. Okay. And yeah. so when we talked to Jane, she told us about her experiences all of her life with alien abduction phenomena and then her I recent... god there was
1: a picture of a hybrid alien kid that she took like on her cell phone or something Oh yeah uh,
3: I don't know how that picture was taken but it she sent it to me and she said I could use it of yes a hybrid alien child a, a that real she one took. she a picture she took Yes I, I don't know if she took it she sent it to me I'm not that's sure pretty if amazing. I, I, her I, interesting, else, but, I'd be interested in where that um, came from. Yeah, okay, well, we can ask. Um, she shared her story with us, and mm-hmm. it's it's just, a. I mean, it's an amazing story. She wrote about some of it in a magazine. She's writing a book called Humaliant that's due, due out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she, she answered some questions in the magazine about her experiences and research into alien abductions. Mm-hmm. And so that's in this issue. Um, it's really interesting because i had forgotten about some of the stuff we talked about and it's just to me the whole you know extraterrestrial alien abduction phenomena is fascinating and i yeah. mean it gets down to really why are they here why and so she talks a lot about why she thinks they're here and um it's it's just it it's really intriguing the other thing i wanted to talk about is in this issue um we who and we're going to have this one of the people from the free um uh Oh my gosh, what is her name? I have it right here. Know. Let me look it up because I want to get it right. Sure, no problem. Um, we'll, do it, we'll do it. Go ahead. Yeah, just, a- I have a- it right, right I'll here. A, I'll do me a Jeopardy. I feel like I'm running out of time. Now I'm getting annoyed because I can't find the name. I will find it. It changes
1: key halfway through the Jeopardy. The
3: survey. Is yeah. called oh the survey yeah the free says... experiencer survey yeah and um, oh here it is okay thank God I found it <laughs> right. time. Okay. it's the organization is called the Doctor Edgar Edgar Mitchell and he just passed away didn't he he did just pass away okay yes. well anyway um, sorry he about was that. an astronaut yes um and yeah and so the Doctor Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters also which known is a pretty free which is,
1: yeah, which is a pretty respected organization. It
3: is. I mean, you need to go to their website. It's called experiencer.org mm-hmm. and look at what they are doing because it is groundbreaking research. They have a lot of well-respected uh, uh, individuals from, you know, physicists, scientists, uh, military people, government people, everyday people. I mean, all sorts of incredible um scholarly people involved in this. Anyway, they nice. did a groundbreaking mm-hmm. research study with um many pe- thousands of people and they're okay. starting to release the results and they let us publish some of them in the magazine, the February issue. February 2016, look it up. paranormalunderground.net. Came okay. out
1: on February 14th technically.
3: February 14th, Bob. All right. Um <laughs> And they have some very interesting findings. You can go to that website I just gave you, I think I just said experiencer dot org and yeah. probably find out even more than what's in the magazine. I'm sure they have Oh, actually he sent me a lot of their results and they had hundreds of pie charts with results and of course we only published maybe 20 or 25 in the magazine yeah there were a lot of pie charts in that magazine it had some interesting connections possible connections to alien abduction phenomena or not even abduction but maybe uh, extraterrestrial contact in um, different areas um, such as well the more obvious ones that we've heard of sleep paralysis uh, out-of-body experience um, but also seeing auras around people uh, being healed uh, having some type of healing performed on them um and uh, all sorts of interesting things in this survey that you might not have thought about, you know, being connected per se. Well, yeah. but
1: that's is the thing. I think it's I believe it's all connected. Mm-hmm. I believe that everything that's kind of grouped into this whole paranormal, spiritual, metaphysical realm, I believe that the connections are so tight between all of these and uh, that it it all is part of this big picture of things that we of the underpinnings of the universe yeah. that we live in.
3: Yeah. I mean, you go and you go into telepathy, um, you know, just all different types of things. And and Chad has had this theory that we've talked about for a long time about just what you said, Karen, almost identical. Of course, <laughs> go figure you guys share the same brain, but that it's all connected. He's my brother from another mother he is it's all it's, it's where you have, you know, the alien, um, phenomenons, uh, phenomenon mm-hmm. that goes on and you have, um, cryptids and you have spirits and you have have reincarnation and you have
1: spiritual healing and energy healing it absolutely all is well of course it has to be you know how we know it's all connected because it all exists in the universe that we live in what did he just say
3: he said it doesn't matter it's all a hologram anyway exactly (laughs) he's right yeah there that's you go. exactly what it is um so and yeah and so it just in fact, I think one of the questions on this survey was, did they think, and I think I published it was, do you think that that this phenomena the the, the extraterrestrial phenomena has anything to do with the spiritual uh side of things, and darn it, I can't find the question, but I know it's in here somewhere um and uh it's a lot of people do, and so I think people are really coming to to think that these things are all connected and they don't necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, have to be all happening at the same time. But they're no. all connected some way. So. Well, yeah, if you... sure, but everything is here.'s I can give you the,
1: the very quick how they're connected. Mm-hmm. It's what Daryl was Daryl e. Berry was talking about last week. Pure non duality. There really is only one thing in the universe. Yeah, There's yeah. only one thing. And we come into the hologram that Chad was just talking about Mm -hmm. with the illusion of separation and being separate. And so all of these experiences seem like they're separate from each other, but they're not. They're just all this one big thing creating this big elaborate experience for us to have so that so that the one big thing in the universe can experience itself.
3: Well, yeah, I think that is well stated. I agree with you. I agree with Daryl E. Berry. Um, and I think it's just it's hard to it's hard to keep that in mind. It kind of blows your mind. I mean, it blows my mind when I th- really think about these things. Well, it's um, hard
1: to keep that in mind, like when the bills are due, and <laughs> yeah. you know. And you honestly, survive, you have you know? to work, and there's an asshole that just cut you off in traffic, mm-hmm. and you know, you burned your fish dinner, and I mean, it is. It's hard to keep all of that because everything seems so separate. Like I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at Chuck, and you guys don't look like me. You don't mm-hmm. look like. But, yeah. but we really are, and it seems. Well, but here's a good way to explain it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I when you walk from your living room to your dining room, right? Where mm-hmm. does the air that's your living room leave off, and the air that's your dining room begin?
0: There, there is none. It's all the same. It's
1: that's all that's the same. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. That's why. That's why I, I agree that you know we're, we're just all one. You know? I mean, we're all yeah interconnected as one you know i mean um here's that's it yeah here's
3: the question i found it do you believe that there is a connection between ets and the spirit world slash after death world slash heaven so the majority of the respondents said yes um a small Mm -hmm. percentage said no but the majority of the respondents it looks like at least 75 percent said yes so
1: yeah yeah Yeah. well in my life in my life between lives regression hypnotherapy that i've done um you see you you kind of get a sense and you can understand that what we all come to in the experience we choose the experiences that we come to in our life because we want to have certain we want to have every experience ever
3: okay you want to be able
1: to experience yourself as everything ever
3: but stop right there because i've had this discussion with people and i and they ask ask i gotta know right now (laughs) what would you say then when they say bull shit well, I, say I didn't that yet. choose this. Why would I choose to, you know, have because the worst things have, in the world happen? To I, me? I
1: I understand, and it's it's really hard. To, you don't choose it on a conscious level, mm-hmm. but this, you like do choose it as a spirit. Because mm-hmm. every every little one of every one of us is a little piece of God. Like a, if 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 God is the ocean, each one of us is a droplet of water from the ocean, and we're mm-hmm. here to have every experience throughout lifetimes, every single experience. We want to experience ourselves as powerful. We want to experience ourselves as weak. We want to experience ourselves as happy. We want to experience ourselves as miserable. We want to experience pain. We want to experience freedom. We want to experience I mean, there's millions of experiences that are that are within the range of human experiences. And so we choose which experiences we're going to have because we're going to have them all, because the oneness all it can experience is oneness. All it can experience is love, this oneness, until it breaks off into little pieces and sends us into the hologram or the matrix where we can have every experience. Right. So bullshit. It seems like we didn't choose it, but we probably chose it on a spiritual level. But that's, there's a big difference between choice and blame. And I think this is where people, people have trouble. is because when I say you, we choose every experience that we have, well, we choose every experience. Therefore, we're going to have every experience. Therefore, on some level, we've chosen it. But that doesn't mean that we're to blame. Like with with my illnesses that I have, with all my autoimmune conditions and all of this stuff. Um, On a spiritual level, I believe I chose this body to come into because having those experiences have allowed me to experience other things as well. So being sick has allowed me to now all of a sudden experience how wonderful it feels to move my body without pain, and I would not appreciate moving my body without pain if it hadn't hurt for twenty years to even hold my head up.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's the um, that's your yin and your yang. You know, that's your
1: yeah, yeah. You know, you it's the if, duality. You, weeks.
0: Yeah, yep. That's how you know if something's good if there's nothing bad to put it against. You know, what I mean, how do you gauge anything? You know, because if you look at like when i'm looking into like the native american um, the way they look at it they call it the dream weave you know where it's like these little spider webs and everything is connected whether it's life and death and universe and other planes and ets and humans and but it all even though it's all woven like that it's all woven into one thing you know it's all connected you know and, and you know on...
1: yeah Go ahead. and you know there are some people who like are miserable but you can tell that they love every minute of the misery. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a big, dramatic, it's like going to a movie. Every once in a while, you like to go to a movie that kind of makes you want to barf because it's, I mean, because it's violent and it's angry and you see all of these horrible things, but you're doing it in a safe place, right? So you're in a mm-hmm. safe place and zombies are eating people's brains. So you're not personally running from a zomb- for zombie, right, Cheryl? Right. Right. Okay, so we go to these movies that make us profoundly uncomfortable people love to feel uncomfortable they love to feel scared within a safe space well what we've created is is the ultimate reality that is us is always safe our souls are always safe and we've created a hologram where we can come in and watch it like a movie and feel uncomfortable while ultimately we know we're safe now we don't always remember that but ultimately Mm. we know we're safe on a solo level so it's just like going right. to a move.
0: Well, it's like when people pass away like if you ever listen to those stories, when people pass away at their very last moment, they're content, they're happy, they're not you know yeah. most people you know they might feel like they're afraid as they're getting to that point. but when they get to the point, usually whenever you hear about it, it's always like they're very happy, they're very beautiful to go. They're content and it's peaceful it. yeah mm-hmm. exactly.
1: Well that's so the that's moment fun. of death boom we yeah. go back. and I've gone yeah. through I've gone through that experience in hypnosis. And I understand the fear leading up to death because I've been right. through it. But the second that I mean, the second that I realized that death was inevitable,
0: that's mm-hmm. fine. Well, yeah, because it's the it's the it's the knowing. I, I think it's the knowing of your well, it's the knowing of your soul if you want to call it that. The knowing of your soul disconnecting from your physicalness. You know what I mean? You, yeah, like, yeah. Once you once you because it, it's a fear of like how's it going to be how am i going to feel what's it going to be like you know all that kind of stuff and then once it actually happens you're like oh this is awesome you know cuz now you Yeah like, now and am i just life?
1: going to be no i think what it is is the fear of being no more yes and i yes. mean also the fear that it's going to hurt and the fear that <laughs> yeah, it, well, we're yeah. not we're not going to see our loved ones anymore i mean
4: yeah. you
1: know throughout our lives we fear death because we don't know we just don't mm-hmm. know it's the great unknown and people tend to be very uncomfortable with the unknown mm-hmm. Um yeah, you know, and and I don't fear myself dying, but i I, I do fear the people I love dying.
0: Well yeah, well, yeah. because when I look at it, well, how I look at it when people die, it's like, okay, yes, I'm going to like I'm going to miss them on a physical level because I can't hug them, hang with them, have food with them, laugh with them, do that kind of stuff. but I know on a on a spiritual level, that they're still going to be around me, that I'll be able to oh, sense yeah. them. I'll know when they're around me, you know. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, and it's, it's still fulfilling. It's just a different way. And, and once you get used to that, that's okay. That's why I don't look at death as this sad, yeah. scary thing. You know Relationships I, I
1: never don't. end, they just change form. And I agree with that. But, you know, I, I can't totally walk my talk because I know when people that I love have died. Um, yeah. I, I am very, very, sad about that yeah, and sure. i mean yeah. it I, I i tend to get over it fairly quickly but right. i mean i sob like a baby at people's funerals. well so. yeah but
0: that's the that's the joy of being in your body that's the, the joy of the physicalness because it's important to your soul and your you, you, who you are as a, as a person or as a being because that's how you that's how you learn things and experience and you know even the the sadness as well as the happiness, That's you yep. get to feel it's part that, of
1: duality, you know I mean? yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly, so that's, that's exactly it, and, and so you have to let yourself feel those things, and I know so many people who fall into this trap where they say, I'm spiritual, which means I need to be peaceful all the time, and I need to be joyful all the time, and I need to be happy all the time, and they make mm-hmm. themselves feel badly because they're upset or they're sad or they're angry, and you know what, you may be spiritual, but you're still a human freaking being. and you're going to feel emotion and so you let yourself feel those emotions because you're right that's part of the human experience we are feeling creatures
0: right exactly and 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 to me it's like um like so and what i and i'm a spiritual person i'm not a religious person i don't pick on anybody for any religion they want to believe in that's fine you whatever gives you faith or belief or a goal i think that's great Um, I just I, I just say live and let live, you know. But I, I find that sometimes that doesn't seem to work with certain people when you're talking about being spiritual um, or talking about God or you know stuff like that. I think it gets a little heavy sometimes. You know, I mean heavy-handed. Um, how okay. They, how they want to you know, how they want to bring it forth, you know, like um, like by saying, you know, um, that they're you're you're only here because you're just here to serve him and to do what he wants and that kind of stuff. I, I don't agree. I, I think that we're put here for a lot, a lot more reasons than that. You know what I mean, I think we're put here to uh, absorb and, and gain knowledge and and connect and understand as beings what we're supposed to be. You know, I mean, that's
1: just my personal opinion. Well, you know, I think we're I think we're here to remember who we are. Yes, yeah, exactly. I think what we're here for is is to gain a remembrance that we're actually part of this whole. Um, but I also think that. Like I say, the entity that is God, which is everything, is the entire universe. It's the yeah, whole ocean right. of where the droplets. Yeah. I'll go back yeah. to that again. Um, that as droplets, we are allowing the whole of the ocean to have every experience that it wouldn't be able to yes. have without entering into duality.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. Yeah, because it's like yeah, like that's exactly how I look at it um, as the as the, the creator. Um, we're all a little, you know, we're all souls and beings and little bits of us each connect to the larger uh, energy, which then gains more and more and more and more. And then, you know, that way, and we're still all connected to us. So we all get you know, we're getting something out of it too, you know, so um, I think that's cool. It's, it's weird that you don't, the, I guess a part of it to me is weird is that you don't, I mean, some people do understand that, Some people don't understand that, but. It, it's, yes. sad, it's sad that some people don't under, understand that because of you know us being humans and having our egos and stuff like that you know what I mean we're kind of yes. like clouds at sometimes you know what I mean um, yeah so, so it's nice when you can open up and, and realize oh wow you know what I mean there's so much more to life than like you said just worrying about my bills and what I'm gonna watch on TV and what I'm gonna go eat and well that.
1: those are realities of life and you can't ignore those things right. clearly well, no. I mean you can't say oh my god God it's, it's it there's a joke hi bob there's hello bob is bob's great for this conversation because he's just starting his metaphysical journey as well Mm
2: -hmm. but there's
1: um there's a great joke about the flood and the the guy on the roof and Mm -hmm. um the the water's coming up and up and up and he prays to god to save him and a boat comes by and the guy says get on the boat and the guy says no god's gonna save me and um And he continues praying and pretty soon, I don't know, like a helicopter comes by and the guy in the helicopter drops him a rope and says, get on. And the guy says, no, God's going to save me. And then
4: (laughs) an airplane
1: comes by and they drop a basket and the guy says, no, God's going to save me. And he drowns and he goes up to heaven and he says to God, well, why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent you a boat, a helicopter and an airplane. What more do you want?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exactly, it's the signs that are it's, the, it's it's the signs that are around you. It's the fact that you can't like. I understand that that's the reality of things. We got to pay our bills and eat to survive and whatever and yeah, and all that. But if you allow your mind to go past that, with still knowing those realities, that's yeah. when you get it. That's like that's yeah. how I that's how I finally got it. It's like I can't worry about everything coming at me. All I can do yes. is live. Each day, oh my god, I you
1: finally got it. <laughs> you did finally. How we had that conversation a lot. Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's like the example I give when you're sitting on the grass on a sunny day and you smell the flowers and the birds are mm-hmm. singing, and the grass feels beautiful and yes. everything else. Is that moment any less beautiful if you are wealthy or if you're homeless?
2: No, because
1: it's not. if you're in the moment, you're just a person sitting on the grass. Yep,
0: you're in the moment. Day. Yeah, you yep. just gotta, you gotta take each day by itself. And just whatever comes your way, you deal with it in however way you need to deal with it because it's all, you know, it's all going to work out in the end, you know. And, you know, I mean, why the worry just is a waste of time. It's a waste of energy, you know. And if you get rid of that uh, worry, that negative energy then becomes positive and then everything around you becomes so much better. So yeah. that's, that's what I've understood from my... Uh, well, and that's
1: good. That's that's good, and you know everybody's going to develop their own understanding mm-hmm. of, of right. the way the universe works. All right, so Bob.
3: Hey, Bob, you have to turn off your chat room uh, feed if you're getting. Yeah, if you're hearing the delay. Turn okay. Off yeah, turn that off for a few minutes. Yeah. I... Where do
5: I, where do I get rid of it?
1: Uh, if you look under following, there's a little bar that's.
2: Okay. Going, and
1: you can just click all the way over to the left of that on that bar there, and it'll turn I off. took
5: care of it. Okay.
1: See, there we go. Hey, how are hey. you doing? How you doing?
3: I'm Bob? doing.
5: I'm I'm doing good. I've been looking forward to this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
3: sure. I'm sure you have.
5: It, it was fun.
3: It was. Well, well, Bob has had a. Uh, Bob, tell the story. Do you want to tell the story?
5: Okay. Well, what what happened is, on uh, I think it was January. 31st, 11.59 night, I got the January issue of Paranormal Underground, which, you know... It yeah, was, it's it was still
1: January. What's your
5: point? It, it, it was still in January. That's so why I'm going with this point, Karen, because <laughs> you, you guys are talking about being technical. So technically, that was done in January.
2: Correct.
5: And then all of a sudden, I see this little, this little text out there for the people to contribute saying, I'm going to try to get the magazine done by, by mid-month. For February, and I thought, well, you know that that's interesting. So I I made a comment that most Yankees would do, saying, "Yeah, and I plan on becoming an astronaut," which which wasn't the thing to do.
1: <laughs> never tell a woman.
5: I know. I, yeah, you never guys,
1: say you can't do it.
5: I know, and you guys get hostile when you lose too. Well, and you know, everybody out there thinks Karen's just nice, cuddly. <laughs> You know, person out there so upbeat and everything. Yeah, well, if anybody's out there, it's in the happens to look in the chat room. Bite me, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Bite me, Bob.
1: (laughs) Bob, that might have just been an invitation.
5: (laughs) Whoa! Oh boy. Sorry, I'm not a zombie. But anyway,
2: Cheryl
5: Cheryl kept on saying she's going to get it out and get it out, and I kept on. Making fun of her and teasing her and knowing that I was going to win this because it was a sucker bet. See, Cheryl was on the assumption the fifteenth of the month is, is mid month. Where technically the fifteenth of the month is only Bob, mid month. Bob, uh, Bob, Bob. Do or- you really
1: want to be that guy?
5: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> because I <laughs> Because I won. Because what happened technically on the February's only got 28 days so that there was 29, 29 days
1: this year, yes.
5: so that means at 14 days and a half which is 12 noon on the 14th that was mid-february now guys i would, would,
1: say I would disagree that mid-february is a
3: range ranging from about the
1: 13th Thank to about you, the 15th Karen.
3: yeah
5: well women get Thank fuzzy you. like that
3: if i had known that you wanted it done by the 14th at noon. It would have been done. It would have think, been done you, by the 14th at noon. You were kind of Weasley, oh, Bob. Oh, Come on, oh, you're I, splitting oh, I, hairs, Bob.
5: I know. Was I was kind
3: I, of Weasley, Bob.
5: Well, I, yeah, I, I feel I feel sorry about that because you shouldn't you shouldn't take advantage of kindly old people. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So but what I did, you
1: are you are here to, to uh, make good on the bet anyway because you aren't going to be that guy.
5: I'm the one. But
3: technically, I got Bob the issue, the fourteenth in the evening, right, Bob? I yeah, I got Bob. it too. I got and it to Karen too, Bob. as well. Everybody else got it on the fifteenth as planned. But well,
5: see, anyway. yeah, yeah, you sent it to Karen because she was going to back you during. the She was the show. my
3: witness. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but anyway, I took it on myself to write a poem for Cheryl.
3: Yeah, in, right. case,
5: in case I lost, and I, oh. I, I told her I would read it in its entirety, which I'm going to do, including the P.S. all right let's hear it okay I only have myself to blame to have to write this poem of shame although it seemed a little far-fetched and scary Cheryl said they would publish by mid-February I laughed and snorted and had some fun but Cheryl said too late the line was drawn I made some fun with text and on the radio show and now I have to eat some crow Karen said I should sing but that would be bad for they would lose every listener that they ever had. So here I sit. <laughs> so here I sit writing my poem of shame, knowing never to make fun of Cheryl again. Yes. Okay. But when all is said and done, and this is put to rest, every reader will agree that PU Magazine is best. So it really doesn't matter if it's early or late, because month after month, what they publish is great. Aww. Uh, and P.S. In case it comes out after mid-month. <laughs> In your face, Respectfully. <laughs>
3: yes, thank you, Bob. Bob I was Right there with you up until the P.S. Yes. Mm-hmm. I knew that was
2: coming. There's no way I was gonna be that step. No, that's, heck I wish no. You were
5: Bob, heck no. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> well, that is lovely, Bob. That was, that was a lovely poem. I appreciate it, Bob. Well, it was fun. What's our I next just... bet?
5: Oh no. no, I ain't gonna do that because. <laughs> Chad will search me out and kill me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he may.
5: No, we, we ain't doing it in the next bet. All right. Uh-uh, because you women all gain. If you if you say you're going to get done the first week, you'll say, you know, uh, March 25th is, is technically the first week.
3: Oh, come so, on. So,
5: no, we ain't doing that again. No, I've, I, I think I've been, I've been married long enough.
1: I feel like what needs to happen if there are bets in the future is that the parameters need to be spelled out so that there are no misunderstandings vis-a-vis the range that makes up the mid-month as opposed to the exact second.
5: Okay. So if, if somebody, a female, put on some clothes, says, this make me look fat, then you can go like a range. Well, kind of fat. Well,
1: you know, (laughs) here's the thing. I guess it depends on how much you value that relationship. (laughs) And how how much you value your peace and quiet.
5: Yeah, well, that's, yeah, there is that. No, I've learned all the tricks about stuff like that. Some
1: women know not to ask, does this make me look fat?
5: Absolutely. My wife once said, look at that girl over there. And I immediately said, "I can't. I'm so blinded by your beauty that I can't see her."
1: Oh, nice. you got it. See, I'm married to I'm married to a guy with Aspergers, and so he <laughs> everything he says is ridiculously honest. Oh. So if I were to say to Jim, "Does oh. this dress make me look fat?" His response will be, "Well, of course it does, because you are fat." <laughs> I mean, so...
5: oh God, oh. yeah, that was that. Was... He that he, is...
1: he lacks some of the subtleties, so that that's the Aspergers. <laughs>
5: So that that explains all the bruises I've seen of pictures of him.
1: Um, oh no. <laughs> I'm not a bruiser. No. I'm not violent. Did I hit you, Chuck? Did I hit you?
5: No, we no, were, no, you not, no, no, no. No, I'm, no, I'm
1: not right. violent. I'm nonviolent. And by the Maybe way, my, I, I, I Go ahead. Yes. Yes? yes I'm done with module
5: one and two.
1: Oh, so Bob, why don't you tell our listeners what you're doing if you don't if you if you're okay with oh, telling them. I'm,
5: I'm okay with everything, because I'm almost impossible to embarrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have done the poem of shame.
1: Uh, That's true. But
5: but anyway, you know, if you read up there in the contributors, Karen's mentioned she went to the University of Metaphysics. So I went out there and researched it as well, because I've been kind of going more and more into the spiritual end of things, because I'm getting closer to that since I'm old. And I just signed up for their uh, bachelor's program.
3: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, and so uh, how are you? Are you how are you finding it so far?
5: It's it's a lot of there that's there. I've already kind of understood to begin with. Every once in a while, when they have like a haunted corn maze or something, I'll I'll set up a paranormal booth and try to explain to people things because there's so much misconception about you know if something goes bump in the night, it's a ghost or demons out to destroy you and your family. Yeah. And I sit there and just yeah. say. <laughs> i try to explain it a little a little more common sense and uh i actually enjoy doing that watching people you can see the look of relief on their face when they they find that out uh one of the cases we did the the husband was a total uh disbeliever and when he heard his dad's voice and we verified that that from two other family members that it was his his father he sat there and got teary-eyed and he says you don't know what this means to me and uh I said, well, that's what gets me. There's a, there's a huge disconnect out there in the world. People go to church on Sundays, and whatever faith it is, they're told about the soul's eternal, life goes on. But then they have a total disconnect when there's a spirit, and they say, well, that's my father. It, 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 there's something wrong there that the church isn't giving to, to realize there's a spiritual being out there in everyday uh, senses where you know if they just looked around and felt themselves a little closer, that they would find out that the spirits all around us all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah. true. Well, that's all, that's what I was saying with when I, when I was talking about um, when I ran into that, that uh, was a girl that I ran into and was talking about God and stuff like that. I mean, I have I I have no just dis- I wasn't trying to disrespect her as far as her beliefs. You know what I mean? I was just trying to say. You got to understand that. I mean, everyone is entitled to beliefs, not just one particular section of people. You know what I mean? Um, none of us are 100% knowing to how it really all really is. We all have our own uh, thought process and our own feelings on the subject. Yeah. All I was asking for was the same respect, uh, you know, given on a, a two-way, you know, a two-way street, not a one-way street, you know. I, I wouldn't go to anybody and say, well, look, if you don't think that I'm correct about everything in the paranormal and whatever, blah, 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 then, you know, you know what you're talking about and, you know, this is the way it has to be. I wouldn't do that because I don't, that's not, that's not my, that's not my job and it's not, I don't have that power.
1: Yeah, everybody needs to find their own way. Yes, exactly. That's, yeah.
0: that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. I, I think that every if it makes them happy, hey, you know what I mean? It's good as long as we can still all get along, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's what I like. Well, I it happens- exactly.
5: Yeah, that happens a lot in the South. That happens a lot in the South here. There's there's people that's kind of entrenched in whatever religious belief it is.
1: Mm-hmm. And, well, I uh, grew up in the Christian church. I mean, so so I grew up with those Christian beliefs, and I understand them. And I and um, you know, I I think I think that you find your own way to to eternity, and yep. every path is just as viable as every other path.
5: I
2: that's still what I
0: said
5: it. in the Bible. I still want to do those
0: past regressions. Though I'd love to do that for myself, just to know, like some of the stuff that I've been. Oh yeah, before. gosh, I've with. done it.
1: I've done like two or three. I've done three past life regressions, and I did the life between lives hypnotherapy. So yeah, is it, oh. is it all?
0: Is it, is it all like a, a hypnot? I can't even say it. A hypnotist, a hypnotist, a hypnotist that does that. Is that how you do past life regression? Or
2: yeah,
5: I mean, okay. Right. What so would you do though? If you, what would you do if you found out though that you were like a you know a very the evil person. Well,
0: but everybody would, has would,
1: been everything. So yeah. you probably have the chances are I was an evil person. I,
0: I'd, I'd find out. I'd, I'd still I'd, find it interesting, I guess.
5: Yeah. <laughs> be my so luck, I, 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 I'd be my luck. I'd find out I was I was Jack the Stripper, which was a guy that died in a gay bar in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know about
0: Well, here's <laughs> what no. I would
1: say is it doesn't matter who you nope. were in a past life it doesn't mm-hmm. even yeah. matter who you were in the past and lived this life what matters yes. is who you are right now
2: right absolutely yeah,
5: exactly. no. well that's one yeah. of the things i I, t- I i try to tell people uh, who have a propensity to be somewhat bigoted or racist i said you know you're going to be in for a rude awakening if you ever realize what kind of a spirit you are because most likely you've been white black chinese
1: everything yeah man woman gay straight yep mm-hmm.
5: yep. yep yeah
0: so what do you think uh, – so here's a question. So when do you think you don't come back? When do you think – I mean what – When
1: you do, when you, know when you choose not to anymore?
0: It, it, it's a choice thing you think versus I a, do think it's you've a learned choice. Enough, You know, versus like you've learned enough lessons or you've gained,
1: I do it think it's a choice, enough. but I think that we can't look at it from a human perspective because, yeah. I mean, every life we're like, oh, geez, I'm done. I don't ever want to do this again. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> yeah, um, I I mean, seriously, I, I say that all the time. I hope this is my last one. I'm pretty sure it's not. But I think mm-hmm. when we get on the other side, it's like the movie thing. It's like you leave a movie and you feel a little traumatized because it was Saving right. Private Ryan, which was pretty bloody and, you know, awful and yeah. stuff. And you leave the movie and you think, geez, I'm never going to another movie again. And then the trailer for the new Star Wars comes out and you're right back in that theater, aren't
3: you?
5: Mm-mm-mm. Well, I need to get off the air so the professionals can work.
3: Oh, you can hang out if you want. <laughs> well, Bob, let me thank you because you did. While well, you did challenge me,
5: yes, you, you, and I you
3: motivated I, me. So I want to thank you. You because motivated, I, her, thank yes, you, thank you very much.
5: Well, I also
1: might've... you motivated me to return. I mean, I got my <laughs> collections back to her so fast. I almost never. I'm, I'll i get them from her and it'll be like, okay, well, three, four days will be fine. This time it was like right away. I
3: did. I said, Karen, I need this today. <laughs> yeah. She got it back <laughs> like 10 minutes later. Yeah.
5: And I was glad because this month I wasn't a contributor. So that means I got to read another two pages of somebody else's stuff.
4: Ah.
1: Well, well we... That was a good, good magazine this month.
5: It, yes, it,
3: <laughs> is. it was good. But Bob's stuff. Bob, your stuff is good too. It's coming up.
1: So. Um, Ch- oh, I didn't Chad. mean that it was not. It was good because Bob wasn't I in know, it. I'm I sorry. No. I, I didn't come across no, that,
5: that way.
0: Well, no, that well, was a huge fight. Yeah, well, Chad just said, I'm not thanking him. I was like, damn it, Bob.
3: Well, Chad, <laughs> Chad proofreads the whole thing. So I'm like, you have an early deadline, Chad. He's like, oh, but I was taking this weekend off. I'm like, no, you aren't. Oh, <laughs> uh, well,
4: Bob, but you did.
5: Yeah, well, you know, last week I said, uh, who, who have I forgotten to piss off? <laughs>
4: yeah. we're, we're gonna,
1: we're gonna have, oh, there the you go, top. Chad. Here, yeah, here's what's
0: this gonna week happen it's next Chad's time. Turn. Yeah, next time you open up the magazine like next month, you're gonna it's gonna be like your column and then it's gonna have your name at the top and there's gonna be like no verbiage It's just gonna be like blank, blank pages. <laughs> That'll be Chad's payback. Yeah. <laughs> no he, article. He,
5: there you go. his will come out uh the fifteenth of uh whatever month, right?
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> What?
5: Anyway, I'm going to get off here. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't want. I I had to ch- I had to stop mid-sentence because I might have said something that would have been construed to be another challenge, and I don't oh! want to. Do that. Oh, it's going to throw down. All right, no, I'll
1: do that. <laughs>
5: well,
1: maybe maybe you had better hang up then if you're if you <laughs> keep, keep this from coming out of your mouth.
5: Yeah, that that's happened that's happened to me in the past.
1: Yeah. All,
2: all right. right. Thank you, Bob.
3: Thanks, Bob. I love and love bye, the Bob. poem.
5: Okay. Goodbye, all. I'll bye. sit here. I'll sit here and keep bye.
0: on
1: listening.
3: Okay.
5: <laughs>
0: goodbye.
1: <laughs> bye. So we have a little matter of um, our 300th show coming up here.
0: Oh yes. It's and I thought it
1: would be it. fun to yes. maybe ask our listeners if there's something that they would like to hear on our 300th show. Would you like it to be like a clips show? Would you like it to be a bunch of guests? Would you like it to be just free balling? Would you like it to be calling? What would you guys like to see? If you email Cheryl, editor at paranormal we'd love to hear what you would like to see for the 300th show. We wouldn't guarantee that we'd do it, but we'd like to <laughs> <laughs> But we'd like to do idea, something though. we'd like to do something special because three hundred shows is a lot. Jenny says she likes the panel shows
0: shows. Uh-huh. Aha!
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Those are that. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I, okay. like, I like the idea of, of asking the the listeners, or the people who listen, you know, all the time,
1: who've listened to all like three hundred stinking shows. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I had this lady just kind of connected with me on Facebook. Uh, name's Kate, and uh, she uh, listens to the show, and she said how much she likes it, and she loves the <laughs> she likes the, the news of the strange and the odds and stuff like that. And that was kind of cool. We like connected. I connected with her and another listener that just kind of reached out and, and, and likes the show. And I said, well, you know, I said it's – Holla, Kate. What'd I
1: said, holla, Kate. Hi, I was giving Katie Kate a shout-out. Oh, holla. there
0: you go. Hi. Yeah, because it's like – it's nice, you know, because I said, look, we try to make it so it's, like, fun and informative, but you kind of can feel like, you know, you're just stepping into, like, a friend's house where you're going home and you kind of sit back and, and chill. Super casual. And, you know. Yeah, super casual. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a suit wearing. But um yeah I like that idea of the uh, 300 I like that that's interesting. So we have wait. like
1: about we have like about between what like about 15 and 20 shows left to go. So yeah. we have some time to work it out. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what so did Cheryl don't you have some like you guys are talking about some odd stuff from like the old shows or something. Is there stuff we need you want to play or something we have? To oh listen well, to we have like... some.
1: We have some clips of like some of the little funny bits that we used to do on some of the old shows. We can play them if you want. Or
3: you know. um, let's do this. How how long okay. how late are we going tonight? What are we doing? Yeah, well, we seem to be
1: headed. We seem to be yeah. headed for oh, our sure. usual. Okay.
3: Our let's go. Yeah. Let's do this if we can. Let's take a break. Okay. 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 Let's take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll line some of that up and play some funny stuff. Okay. Sweet. All right. All right. So
1: stick around. We're going to break. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark here on MixLR. We'll be right back.
0: My name is Daryl E. Berry Jr., longtime practitioner, researcher, and explorer of things metaphysical, mystical, and cutting edge, and founder and director of Next to Density a research, education, and development effort for personal and thus global progress, transformation, and development. My current and upcoming books include Travel Far, Classes on A Course in Miracles, and Next Density. For my books and other writings, videos, interviews, public talks, and workshops, and to schedule for consultations, classes, and courses, visit com e. or NextDensity.org. Next Density.
3: Change yourself. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine.
0: And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions.
3: If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals in herbology, and much, much more, visit paranormalunderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today.
1: Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, investigating the haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you, too, can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground?
0: Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG.
1: Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground.
0: There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. So, you're looking for the best in Paranormal Radio. Well, you just found it. Right here on Paranormal Underground Radio, in the dark. Join me, Chucky G., and my awesome co-host,
1: Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR. We will delve into all things paranormal, and along the way, we'll, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well.
0: So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. We are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. I'm Mix You're listening to me, Chuckie G., and Karen Frazier, and Cheryl. Hi. And we had Bob on for a while. Yeah, just uh, talking about stuff
1: little bit of this little yeah. bit of that yeah, you know sharing our, our views that. of the universe mm-hmm.
0: that is correct
1: That's um,
0: right. now now Cheryl, did you say you had some crazy stuff you wanted to pump up pump out the volume with?
3: Yeah or back what? in the day back in the day of old paranormal underground shows um, mm-hmm. this was pre Chucky G. <laughs>
1: um we had it was yeah. before we even, it was before he was even a twinkle in our eye. Yes yes. yes, yes.
3: Well, not we. I'm taking credit for this. Karen mainly mm-hmm. okay. and some others um put together some pretty creative fun. And Jim. Yeah. Fun funny ads, you know, some okay. tongue in cheek, just funny stuff. And we've got a few of them lined up to play tonight because we have no guests tonight. We want to have some fun. But yeah. I have a few here and I want to know the what Karen wants me to play first.
0: Okay. Well,
3: why don't
1: we do? Do you have the American Idol audition? Oh, my favorite! Yeah, that's Cheryl's favorite. My so favorite. we'll do that one first. And you've heard it, Chuck, right? Because we can't yes. hear it when it plays. We just have yeah. Jen. We heard it. It's, so it's this is funny. this is one that I have to set up because this is where I mentioned earlier that that our good friend and my former co-host Rick Hale, um, we were having a casual conversation one night, and I said, "Oh, like when somebody consumes their Chuck and or their their." twin in the womb and Rick said oh yeah I did that and I thought he was kidding and it turns out he wasn't and so I I kind of went on and I ate my twin kick and so my American Idol audition is in the vein of I, I believe this was a song I wrote for Rick about uh, consuming his twin so go ahead Cheryl
3: okay. alright here we go
1: I'd like to do a song of great social and political import it goes a little something like this
2: Oh, Lord, give me hot sauce to help wash my twin down. Things will be better, Lord, when he's not around. In the womb, I will eat him. Now, Lord, don't you frown. Because then Mom can buy me that birthday clown. Oh, Lord, make him tasty like chicken or fish being an only child is my fondest wish so please won't you bring me some rice on a dish so i can eat him cause he looks delish oh lord please keep my dead twin away from me i think i can feel him when i take a pee or he could be in my left nut but it's really hard to see oh I know as I ate him and now he haunts me. Everybody, oh, Lord, give me hot sauce to help wash my twin down. Things will be better, Lord, when he's not around. In the womb, I will eat him now, Lord, don't you frown. Because then Mom can buy me that birthday clown.
4: <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I think you just killed my favorite song of all time.
2: Killed in a good way or a bad way?
4: well, listen, Uh, killing is never good. Killing is never good. (laughs) There's never a happy killing. No, I mean, that was first degree on that
2: one. I can do it again if you just give me another chance.
4: It was dreadful. No, no, really dreadful. Um, And I'm saying that to be kind because you will never, ever, ever have a career in singing.
1: I don't
2: believe you. I'm telling you. I don't
4: believe you. I'm telling you.
2: Well, you can tell me all you want, but I won't
4: believe you. Remember these words that you're not a singer.
2: You just don't know good singing when you hear Not it. Not
4: in a billion years. There are only so many words I can drag out of my vocabulary to say how awful that was.
1: You tell me I can't sing, f- judges. I can sing, I can sing, just fine, you f- piece of sh- f- old judges. I'm a good singer. I show you, I'm gonna f- be famous someday, and you're gonna just f- eat your f- words. Well, there you go. And it's it's wow. shocking that I have never been on American Idol, right?
0: I know. You can keep a beat there. I'm telling right? you.
1: Right? I know. I can carry a tune in a bucket. It may not sound <laughs> great, but I actually can carry a tune. Oh,
0: my Lord.
1: Oh, <laughs> so, yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Words,
0: yeah, words can't describe it. That's all I can say.
1: I know. And then I think um, – Maybe the next one we can do is uh, the one that pissed Zach Bagans off, the reason that Zach has not been back on our show, even though it's not about him. Okay. It is about people who want to be him. Okay. And when when I wrote this, I actually wrote it with a particular person in mind. Who I'm not going to say their name or anything else, but I wrote it with a particular person in mind, this person that I know who does everything they can to be like because they wanted to be on a ghost adventure style show
3: okay so
1: you know which one i'm talking about cheryl right yes all right so here is the reason and i apologized profusely to zach and told him it wasn't about him but i don't think he believed me but it truly wasn't so here is the reason that zach has not been on our show
3: all right here we go good
4: Light presents Real man of genius. Real man of genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Guy who wants his own paranormal TV show. Mr. Guy who wants his own
0: paranormal show.
4: You wear your beans with pride and your t-shirt three sizes too small, even though you have the body of a 98-pound video game nerd. Every location you visit may have a gift shop with thousands of visitors. But somehow you still get possessed by something evil. It's dragging me straight to hell. It may look like a bug to the rest of the world, but to you it's a demonic orb. And it wants to eat your soul.
3: Ah!
4: So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Overly Dramatic. Your acting may not be all that great, but you sure look awesome every time you see yourself in the mirror. Bud was your beer? And Ezra Bush, St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Okay, and that one actually featured the vocal stylings of Wade West, who is a fantastic singer. Um, And uh, also the narration was by my wonderful husband, Jim. And my favorite part of that is when Wade does the singing scream where he goes, ah! (laughs) It just cracks me up. Something like that, yes. I know. Wow. So, um, yeah, and then just one other, and this is just mm-hmm. a little public service announcement that I felt was necessary after watching many, many, many ghost shows. So you got the PSA, Cheryl? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Every day across America, ghosts are leaving haunted locations in droves. They are leaving because ghost hunters bore the crap out of them. They've already told you their names, and they don't really believe you care about why they're there. Ghost hunters, please. Help preserve America's ghost habitats by coming up with better questions. We'll all be better off if you do. The more you know, folks. That's right. Ask interesting questions. Make conversations. What is your name is just not enough. They're bored. They're tired of it.
0: I have to make some crazy commercials for this show. That's what I think I should do. Well,
1: that's Cheryl says. Cheryl says, well, you should do more of those. And I don't know why I stopped doing them, other than they they just take a while to put together and edit and, mm-hmm. and write and stuff. And I tend to be a little busy, but I could probably try to come up with a few. These were all. They all just came to me in a flash of inspiration. Mm-hmm.
3: I
0: like them.
1: Yeah. Thank S- you. Slightly
0: weird, slightly askew, but I
1: like them. Yeah. I don't. Well, Bob says he could help us with crazies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably sure he could.
1: I'm sure he could as well. So, you know, we have a lot of fun on yes. the show. And, and I have to say, Rick was a really good sport because um, I believe I did a whole series of his, based on his hatred of uh, Robert Pattinson and the Twilight movies. I believe I did a whole series of, of stuff with that. I just used to basically just give rid. I did a whole a song about Rick eating his twins to She's Like the Wind, Patrick Swayze from um, uh-huh. Dirty Dancing and I sang it like Cookie Monster. Like Ooh. a whole song? I sang uh, the entire, song. The entire yes, song. Yes, it was the entire She's Like the Wind but it was just, I ate my twin. So, um, so, like so Cookie Monster.
0: Like you, so you're saying you like to taunt him? That's what you're saying.
1: Well, no. I, I considered it a friendly ribbing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it? Okay.
1: Well, he so was I'm welcome to do to it show. back. He was welcome. I think he only did one for me. He did do
0: one. Mm-hmm. What did do? Did, what was? I don't do remember there?
1: what it was, but I remember he did one for me that was entertaining. Oh,
4: okay.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yep. So, and then I, you know, came back with like seven more, and so he stopped. I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Barrage the poor guy with like seven. He's like, okay, I don't, I don't have enough of my tank for that one. So. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what else do you want to talk about? We already did the, you did all the little PSAs and the music and the, we had Bob on and uh, I, I'm surprised that nobody else wants to, really wants to call in. I would be interested to talk to somebody else like Jenny or somebody. You know, that'd be kind of cool. But, anyways. Um,
1: hey, guess what I'm doing Saturday what? night? I
0: oh, I'm, I'm all right.
1: Going uh, to, as, oh, okay, no, let's get, you guess.
0: Going what to am a What am I doing Saturday?
3: No. You're going to a concert. I am. Hey. I know, I saw it on your Facebook. what kind of concert cheryl oh it's a um it's a metaphysical spiritual concert
1: it's a sound healing concert with tibetan singing bowls and gongs and a spiritual Mm -hmm. healing meditation concert and meditation
3: no that sounds actually pretty nice
1: yeah yeah
0: well hey i can throw in on march fourth, i'm going to the body mind and soul expo out here in uh
2: Ah, ah,
3: my very first,
0: my very first one.
3: You guys are all spiritual. Sheesh! (laughs) Tomorrow night,
1: tomorrow night, I'm I'm going to a a a class called Masasana, and it's a yoga, um, massage, and aromatherapy class. Oh, wow! It's about deep spiritual self care. I'm trying
0: to get hold of. I'm trying to get hold of a local yoga shop in town to see if they'll allow me to start doing a. I like to call it meditation enhancement class, but yes, I, I want to. I want to try my hat in the uh, teaching arena of meditation. Since I haven't, so you well been meditating
1: so. for like five minutes?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why did you say it like that?
1: I just you're you. I, I haven't you. I mean, didn't you just recently start meditating? Uh,
0: I started doing. Well, yeah, I started. I started meditating. Well, it's
3: been he's a, enthusiastic about it. He wants I to share. Know, I know. Yeah, I'm teasing
0: it's, here. No, it's, it's been a couple of months, but yeah, no, I actually can... Well, when I have time, like when I do it at nighttime, because some, sometimes now i found I can't do it in the morning, you know? If I do it at nighttime... Oh, that's when I do it as first thing in the yeah, morning. Yeah, then it goes a lot, it goes a lot longer uh, than five minutes. But yes, in the morning sometimes yeah. like I can only do five, ten minutes, and then i got to go. But if it's at nighttime, it goes longer. But I, what I want to do is... Um, I want to show people that you know, even for people like me who have the racing mind of a crazy person, and that um, did wasn't really getting it, you know.
1: Like uh, how, my article I wrote for Paranormal Underground this month. Yes,
0: you know, yeah. like you know, that I can show that if hey, if I can do it,
1: anybody, I I to, can do
0: it. anybody can do it. I should be able to share Perfect. with that and say, look, you know, connect. And I think no, you Chuck, more, I'm
1: just teasing you. I, I, I love, that, I love that I you're don't. willing to go out and. and <laughs> And, no, and help okay. you work with other people.
0: Yeah, you know, I want to be able to show them that it, beyond the meditation, you can then connect with, if it's spirit guides or angels yep. or, you know, whoever you want to, that can also help you enhance, that's why I call it enhancement, because it's enhancing you as a person and your soul so that when, you, when you're when you done meditating and you're just moving around the world, it stays with you, you know. It's not just a, I do it and then I get out of it and, you know, whatever, it's an actual it's, it's something that actually becomes part of your life, you know,
1: so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I yeah. do, now what I do is I get up in the morning and I kind of, I, I give myself about a half an hour to wake up and then I meditate. Mm-hmm. And I, I do two kinds of meditation. So I do my, my mindful meditation um, and then I also do um, affirmation meditation. Mm-hmm. And I have a series of uh, affirmations that I do right now that are kind of a, a spiritual reset that deal with every chakra. And then I do mudras, which are hand positions to clear chakras.
0: Yeah, you, show, you that's so, the thing that you sent me, right?
1: The uh-huh. Mudras, yeah, so. they're, they're, it's yogic hand positions for chakras.
2: Mm-hmm. To
1: uh, Well, I mean, there's for all sorts of things, but I, I do them for chakras. Right. And then I... Go to either my yoga or my Nia class, which are movement meditations. So I basically uh-huh. spend the first several hours of my morning in some type of meditation, and then I'm just ready. I'm refreshed, and I'm ready to work. And I, I'm you know, and I'm feeling so energized. I feel great.
0: I'm sort of like the crockpot of, of meditation you know the guy that doesn't have the time to sit around for a couple of hours and do it so you know you got to get it you got to get it in you, but you want to Well stay that wouldn't that be cake.
1: the crock pot then that would be the pressure Oh cooker. sorry
0: yeah the, yeah pressure cooker sorry um I'm the pressure cooker that cuz you know sometimes you not somebody...
1: use the wrong cooking analogy with me I know. Saying. I'm
0: sorry you know it's like I'm all right I'm the fast food version of meditation how's that <laughs> You know where you got to get it in got it in but you still want it make doesn't It doesn't
1: matter here's the thing yeah, Whether right. you do it for eight hours a day or what was it like right. Daryl E. Berry said some dude was doing it 14 hours a day oh, God, or whether you yeah. do it for five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. What matters is that you make a practice of it and that you make it meaningful and um, yeah. actually in this month's paranormal was it this month Cheryl?
3: Yes it was.
1: I actually wrote an article about this and um, one of the things I liked so Jim has started since Jim had his heart issues and he's realized he needs to de-stress and stuff I mm-hmm. meditate with him in the evenings before he goes to bed now mm-hmm. and oh, um that's good. He, we what we do is we're actually using a solfeggio for his heart chakra. A solfeggio is a um it's a sound that resonates at the frequency of the heart chakra. Right. Um, and in this case it's music. So and I do I we put crystals for the heart chakra on his chest and then I put I do reiki over the crystals and he closes his eyes and listens to the solfeggio and we meditate. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, when so, I'm Yeah. Yeah, I'm I, I just I just put music on. In my head, you know, I pick. There's a certain kind of yeah. meditation music that I use, and then I use my crystals. I hold them, um, and then I go into my meditation, and then I connect. Well,
1: oh, I put them on my crown chakra. Oh,
0: well, that's a cool idea. And then I then I come back out of it, and I I journal right away what what I whatever message I was given. I journal it out, and then I take my cards and then do a reading for whatever I want to do, whether it's a past, present, future. If it's just you know a particular question or a particular feeling. Then I put that out, and I put the crystals that I've had in meditation, I laid them on top of the card that I pulled, um, and I let it just kind of take its energy for a little bit, and then I pull that card and read it and try to understand what it means, and I write that in my journal along with whatever I just felt and saw. And it all, usually always seems to make really good, a really good connection of you know of uh, sense, you know, as far as what it means. Then I kind of just like take that away for the day and, you know, Try to use that in whatever fashion I need to use because sometimes I get words where you gotta, you know, here's this word, and you need, I want you to go and I want you to understand it, and I want you to look it up and find definitions and and try to make sense of it and then connect it to you. So I, I find it pretty, uh, interesting that it does like you're, taking, than I thought you're, of
1: you're it. taking classes almost,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm taking classes within the spiritual world with, uh, yeah, the beings that I'm dealing with, yeah, that's kind of cool. So,
1: yeah. Well, and Bob just made a good point in chat. He said, I thought I was the world's worst meditator, but finding Mm. out what you did helped me as well. And here's the thing is, yeah, anybody can meditate because you think that meditation just means sitting there with your eyes closed with a blissful smile on your face, chanting (laughs) "Om," you know, in the lotus position. Well, first of all, some people can't sit in the freaking lotus position. Some people find it uncomfortable. Um, and some people can't. Some people just can't clear their minds. And so there are things you can do. Meditation can be, basically anything can be meditative if you just focus on what you're doing. One of the points, I and you've probably heard me say it on the show, is that you can make doing the dishes a meditative experience when you pay attention to the soap bubbles on your hand and the scent mm. of the soap and the warmth of water and the yep. slippery feel of the dishes and, and your breath as you do it. And, and so you can turn any experience into a meditative experience. So one of the things I... Suggested because it's so popular right now is coloring in those adult coloring books. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people do that. And one of the things that I like to do sometimes when I feel like I really need to balance my chakras is that I'll, I have solfeggios for each of my chakras and I'll listen to 11 minutes and color with that color of pencil and then switch to the next chakra. And so, you know, seven chakras, it's going to take it over an hour or something. But mm-hmm. when I have an hour and I really feel like my chakras need balancing, that's one of the things I'll do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, it, w- 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 for me, when you were talking about, you know, like your mind's all over the place, and by the way, I don't sit in the most position, I just sit in a chair at the table. But um, uh, is that I, um, I started using transfixing to get me into meditation, which worked really well for me. Like I took a candle and I would stare at that candle yeah. and just think about the candle and the color and the warmth and then the next thing you know, I'd close my eyes, and then I was able to drift into where I needed to be. Um, I also tried to, like, for some reason for me, I, uh, you know, because you have your, your conscious thoughts that are just running wild in there, I would picture, like a, like, a little wall going up in my head, you know, and blocking the conscious thoughts behind it. And then I would stare at the candle and start that. And then, you know, and you could be anything you want to transfix on. Just like you said, dishes, right? Anything you're, like, focused on. Um, yeah. And then it would bring me into that point where then, and now it's like, I put the candle and I look for like two seconds and I'm, I'm closing my eyes, I'm already in, you know what I
1: mean? So yeah. it's
0: become so much simpler. It does. It, it, it
1: becomes, excuse me, it becomes a practice and as you practice, you when you practice at anything you get better at it. So right, Bob's, exactly. Bob has a question, he says, uh, Karen, do you find your writing takes off once you go into an alpha mode after meditation, after meditating? Um, yeah, I do. I, but I also find my writing to be a very meditative activity. And what I often say, and you've probably even heard me say it on the show, is I don't believe that my writing comes so much from me as it comes through me. Um, and so what I feel happens is that meditating um, puts me in a space where I'm more receptive to that writing coming through me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There you, go. So there you go. That's Bob. my answer. answer.
1: There you go, Bob. That's my answer.
0: What's alpha mode, anyways? Because I don't, I don't. So
1: I don't your brain, you have different, you have brain different waves. brain wave patterns. Um, yeah. There's like alpha and beta and theta and and okay, different gotcha. different waves uh, that your brain operates on. And like yeah. in hypnosis, you're in different brain waves as than when you're conscious or sleeping or meditating. So um but for me I, I don't te- I don't tend to think of it in terms of brainwaves although I do understand that because I've done some yeah. research into that but for me what it is is I just feel like it opens that channel up more so that that the writing can come through me. Now that's not always the case. Sometimes I have to write an article on something that I have to research. You know, I have to write an article on um exercise or or something. And right. um that stuff isn't it, it may still come through me, but that's but that still flows out of me very easily after I meditate. Um, and I find now that with the, the the yoga and the Nia, I'm doing it um, six days a week, either yoga or Nia, three each. And um, that really helps me to sort of focus my brain and open up and really um, be more focused as well. That kind of integration of body, mind, and spirit is something... Yes that I think I've really been missing for many years because I decided a long time ago with all of my illnesses and pain and all of the stuff that I had, um, and of course being grossly overweight as, as well, let's let's call a spade a spade, um, I just, I, I sort of divorced myself from my body and thought, well, I'm very spiritual, I'm very creative, I'm very cerebral, and these are the only things that matter. I don't need to worry about my body because my body is what it is and I'm just going to... And what I've realized is I've been doing these movement classes is you you can't have mind and spirit without body you have to integrate it all
0: yeah i agree i think it's all it's you know it's everything you know that's i mean cuz i started with the the whole health thing you know losing weight and
2: mm-hmm. going to
0: the gym and then i felt good there and i said well if i could do good at this physically it inspired me to want to be better uh spiritually and in my mm-hmm. mind you know and all that so that's how i'm like all right i got to i i have to at least try this you know what i mean and then yeah. I out, you know, you can do it really any way that makes it so you can get it done. Then just do it, you know what I mean? And that's that's how I that's how I got into it. Well, and, uh, you know, that's true. We are we percent.
1: are we are trifled beings. We are body, mind, and spirit. We have these three parts of ourselves. Yep. And. Um, inattention to one harms the others and i have to be careful when i say this because i don't want people to think i'm scolding i don't want people to think i'm saying hey you if you don't exercise you suck if you eat wrong you suck right. it's right. not anything like that but what i'm saying is that you have to pay attention and nurture all three of these aspects of yourself because they're all part of you right and um and but i and i've been in a place where i you know like i say with um when i first got sick uh 25 years ago and I was in so much pain all the time and I would try to exercise and it would make me sick. And no matter what I ate, I gained weight and all of this stuff because I had this undiagnosed disease. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 years of that and also uh, going to doctors and having them diagnose me with instead of looking at what was actually wrong with me, diagnose me with fatness or diagnose me with being a woman or, you know, I mean, yeah. and, and it made me start to think I can't listen to my body. What my body's telling me is wrong. This is all in my head. And so I just stopped paying attention to my body mm-hmm. and um, only became mind and spirit. And I, I just, I got to a place where one day it just clicked and I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. I have to, it has to be all three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes it balanced. I mean, otherwise you're just not really, you really aren't balanced. And then, you know, uh, the rest of everything that, you, for, for the one thing you're not doing the other suffer. It's, it's, it's totally true. Well, you
1: know? we store our emotions in our body. Mm-hmm. And if we're not doing things in our body to move, we're not releasing those emotions. Those emotions mm-hmm. get trapped in places in our body. Yeah. And yep. we get congested. And um, if we're all about the body and we're, uh, and, and that's where I was before I got sick, was mm-hmm. I was all about the body because I was a competitive bodybuilder. I was an aerobics instructor. I was a model. I was doing all of these things that were very body and looks oriented. And that's out of balance as well. And so I was all about the body and I never paid attention to anything spiritual and I never paid attention to, to, you know, mental stuff particularly and my body broke. And so now I was forced to pay attention to these other two things so that I could feel validated in some way, I guess, if that makes sense. Because now I had always been about the body and how good I looked and how much, how strong I was and how I could do all these things. And all of a sudden my body just said, nope, we're not going to do that anymore. Well, remember I talk about the universal two by four. Mm-hmm. I believe oh, that yeah. was my universal two by four saying, you know, bitch, you're out of balance. But then what I did is I went the other way instead.
2: Right.
1: So I've been there. I've been in places where I've only been mental. I've been in places where I've only been spiritual. I've been in places where I've only been body. And the way I feel right now where I'm all three balanced is mm-hmm. so much better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, that's how I feel like even with stuff that's going on in my life. It's like, I, 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 you know, I've gotten to the point now where I'm not really worried about it as much as I used to be worried about it, which I find actually pretty interesting being, you know, that logical thinker, dude. I was like, yeah, something interesting that I don't. I don't equate it the same way I used to equate it. I mean, yeah, I still have to deal with the real world, somehow I have to find a place to live or whatever, but I'm not obsessing about it. You know, I'm not.
1: No, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Bob has a question for you there, Cheryl in chat. Oh. Does
3: he now? How did Cheryl and Chad determine that Paranormal Underground Magazine would be something that makes such a difference? Oh, wow. Bob is so nice, isn't he? I love that. Well,
1: he is first a nice little poem.
3: (laughs) And now this. (laughs) Now (laughs) this. Wow. Um, she's the magazine. We started it in mid 2008. We started conceptualizing, I think at the end of 2007 and beginning to put together a team and the first issue and all that fun stuff. Um, we it came about because can you hear me? Am I muted? Yeah, we can I don't know if they can hear you in chat, but yeah. I okay. can hear you. All right. Sometimes I forget to unmute myself, so I'm good. So yeah. we started it basically because um, a group of us had met online at a several paranormal forums. Mm-hmm. Chad, Karen, a, a bunch of our other friends met at these different forums talking about paranormal and all sorts of different subjects um, relating to that and somehow we got the idea that we wanted to kind of um communicate things about these topics in a mm. in an organi- in a more organized form mm. and my education and work experience is in originally magazine publishing now it's online uh Publishing, but anyway, well,
1: but that's just a natural progression of anybody who's a writer and yes. editor these days, it's yes. just a reality of what we
3: do. Yeah, let, let me yeah. tell you, when I went to college, um, we put together magazines by hand. <laughs> yeah, I know we did too. I remember mm-hmm. I used to do it, meaning gluing things down yeah, on I paper. <laughs> so, anyway, and in the, about that time when I was at the end of my college career, is when things such as cork express came out where you could design online it was amazing actually but anyway that's a different story it was was Um, a lot faster (laughs) yes it was um anyway so that was my background and we were talking about different things such as a newsletter um but i just thought hey magazine um i'd always wanted to put out my own magazine actually since college and some friends and i have come up with several ideas it just never transpired beyond the mock-up phase so this one happened and that Chad and I met and we decided to put it together and we enlisted the help of, of so many awesome writers And uh, Karen was there from the beginning.
1: Well, no, I turned you down the first month, if you you recall, because it was soccer season.
3: You were you were soccer mom at the time, and you were too busy to do the first issue. I was in
1: soccer mom mode the first issue. Yeah, the
3: second issue, I think you were there. I still I was there. Second issue, yeah. Um, But uh, and um, we put it together, and you know, it turned out pretty good. I'm not trying to be. tooting no it was fabulous yeah tooting my own horn or anything but it was a whole team effort and it came out really good and it shocked people were shocked at how good it was and it just kind of transpired from there you know so we picked up different um topics to include from you know obviously ghosts and it's really and evolved those. Over the years. and now it's evolved to include some spiritual metaphysical psychic phenomena all sorts of different things um in there and so we've got a little bit of everything in it and i don't know i hope i answered bob's uh, question that's how it all came about
1: it came about out of just a love for the paranormal yes, i mean that's that it. it really did and out of a group of people who said we want to do this
3: mm-hmm. oh yeah. volunteers Volunteers, so yeah, everybody's volunteered their time yep. over the years. A lot of time so I appreciate everybody for doing that.
1: Yeah, and and we have fabulous writers. We really do have <laughs> yeah amazing, fantastic, and incredibly knowledge. The the knowledge base and the experience level of the people that write for the magazine, it's it's amazing. I mean, yeah. it really is. Um, you know, and I'm I'm really thrilled to have been a part of it from from you know the second month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I,
0: yeah, and as a person who is like a fan of the show and the magazine, to be like part of it now—that's just kind of cool. You know? I mean, for me, I find it to be an
3: honor to do that. You know? Yes. Well, we like you too. I, I remember the first—I think maybe <laughs> Chuck. It was you emailed me about the magazine. Right? Yes. Was that yes, it? Yeah, that's how we yeah. first met, I think.
0: And, yeah, I emailed about yeah. the magazine and then you or I was talking about my group and then yes. you said, "Hey, you want to do like your own little thing? I'll send you some questions." Question, kind of yeah. write it out. And I'm like,
4: "Investigative Spotlight, oh you on the cover." I'm
0: like, yeah, I'm like, okay, the cover. I'll try it, you know what I mean? So then the incident, I did it and I was like, "Ooh, this would be fun if I could just write about things that I've been thinking about too, you know." And then it just kind of took off from there. So and at yeah. first it was just a little every I think it was just occasionally at first. Yeah. And then you're like, "Hey, do you want your own column?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, what did you just say?" I'm like, "Oh <laughs> hell yeah!" So then it, yeah. that's where I that's where it became, you know, all the time, yeah. most of the time, all the time.
1: But well, and yeah. I'm really yeah. excited that we've we've branched out um, from the strictly paranormal into the metaphysical and the energy healing and and I mean, I'm just delighted that I get to write this dream interpretation column. Oh, every I, I love your dream um, inter-
3: interpretation interpretation column I wanted somebody to do it for for years and when did we start when did you start last year
1: it's been about a year
3: it's probably been a year. I, it. yeah I love it
1: yeah and and the being able to do the metaphysics and energy healing column too mm-hmm. again to be able to share ideas in a different way um than just basic ghosts and hauntings and and I, you know, it's it's really meaningful to me because I, I love to be able to share what I've learned with other people. So mm-hmm. look at
0: that. Oh, Yay. look at look at time of this. Hey, do you have any business you want to squeeze in? Before... Oh, we'll get a little business.
1: Yes. Little
2: business. Yes. We have right. a little
3: business. Um, first, if you want to check out Paranormal Underground magazine, we've talked a lot about it tonight. Go to ParanormalUnderground.net. Um, if you want a free PDF just to check it out, see if it strikes your fancy, you can email me at editor at paranormal Um So that, that's my ending plug for our magazine. Um, and we're
1: off next week.
3: We are yeah. off next week. Let me pull up our calendar after that. Um, we will also, I wanted to let everybody know, we will be asking our guests that had to cancel due to um, some storms and connection problems for tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to GL Davies author of a most haunted house and also another book called ghost sex, the violation. Um, he, we will invite him back on another time. So we will hear from him just, just unfortunately not tonight. Mm. Um, so the third, March 3rd, we will be talking about, um, ghost stuff. Um, and we will also be mm-hmm. talking about the upcoming Penhurst Paracon and we will be having, um, Bob Christopher, um tim smith and dave giuliano on to talk about it um bob christopher has his own paranormal investigative team back east he also has a web show called ghost detectives tim Mm -hmm. smith is the owner of the penhurst um paracon uh, or he's putting on the paracon and then dave giuliano is the owner of the ghost hunter store and they are all involved with that that paracon
0: yeah, I know. I know who Dave is. Uh, mm-hmm. I've talked to him a few times. Got some equipment oh. from him in the past, and I know yes. the Ghost Detectives because I like, have one of their cards. I think I saw, I got one of their episodes. they got on DVD somewhere.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to mention something. Um, yes. So I I know that I've talked about that we're doing this documentary with Seth Michael um, called All Around Us, mm-hmm. and that yeah. it we were had a Kickstarter campaign going, and the original goal was two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And it just funded this week for over nine thousand dollars, and mm-hmm. so I just wanted to thank people, including both of you, mm-hmm. for for contributing to it. Um, you know, it's uh, we're just humbled and overwhelmed at the support that we got from people to fund this documentary. And we promise that we're going to really do the best job that we can to present. Mm-hmm. Um, spirit communication in a realistic and meaningful way
0: cool well you know your, your friends i have to i have to help i mean that's the whole idea that's what friends do for each other so.
3: yeah i can't oh, i can't wait for the final product to come out i i think mm-hmm. it's gonna be great
0: i'm gonna see some really good set design though for that nine grand you know
1: well, I you know a lot of that is going to be seriously know, entering into season. film festivals yeah, and you know, distribution and stuff. Yes, I know um, about it's that. expensive. I know. I yeah.
0: I've done film festivals. It's not cheap. So,
1: oh, oh Bob and, says Karen yeah. mentioned your new book. Mention your book. Uh, the permanence. Well, so the permanence. Um, is is in some editing right now We're making some changes I sent it to Katie who's the owner of the hotel And there's some things that she wants changed in it And I want it to be something that really respects her Because it, it's her personal story As much as it is the story of the hotel So um, our target date is April 1st But I'm not sure if we're going to get there or not But it is coming out Watch for it It'll be out You know, I'll let you know when it is In the meantime I'm also working on another book That I have not yet titled um, but it's about it's about energy healing and um, how the different things that we can do um, for different spiritual issues that we face based on the chakra system. Cool. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. So look at that. See, we thought we would have a film Oh, and show.
1: Patty says locations for Seth's documentary. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So we're going to be filming at the Oregon Ghost Conference, which is in Seaside, Oregon, April 1st through the 3rd. Um, and then also there's another one and I just need to look really quick on Facebook and see if I can see if uh, he's it's March 19th Um, it's at a theater Uh, I'm going to have to bring it up on the next one Um, and Seth's coming on the show as well March 17th Cool. okay so that'll be before the March 19th thing so we can talk about it then so, Seth, and I think Tristan is coming, Tristan's the filmmaker. Yes. Seth and Tristan are coming on the show. Yes. And um, so we can talk about all of that stuff. And I'm really excited about, it's at the Twilight Theater in Portland. Thank you, Patty. Um, it, they're doing, uh, Seth and Aurora, who's another wonderful psychic, are doing a gallery reading. Um, and I'm sure if you go on the All Around Us documentary or if you go on Seth Michaels' um, Facebook page, you can find more about the group reading at the Twilight Theater on March 19th.
3: Nice. Yes! So there we go.
1: Shall I take yeah. us out,
3: folks? Sure. Okay. Yes, please do. Sure.
1: Alright, email your dreams to editor at paranormalunderground.net and I will be happy to translate them for you. Cheryl, how accurate are my translations?
3: Um, Interpretation. 150,000% accurate.
1: Eerily accurate. That's right. <laughs> Alright, so everybody thank you for listening to us yammer on about stuff and for putting up with us even though we didn't have a guest thank you Bob for your I'm sorry poem and also just for coming on the show you know we love you as much as we give you crap we do and thank (laughs) you to our listeners Um, hey come back not next week but two weeks from now 6 p.m. Pacific 9 p.m. Eastern 8 p.m. in Illinois and other times in other flyover states everybody have a great week great two weeks Good good night good
2: night
0: If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place, or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be
2: something paranormal.